Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Uh, kind of a, a lot of opportunity uh, left out there for, for me so far, week 13. Andy, how are you doing this Sunday? I am 2-1. My never-in-doubt play of the week, Max Bomb Patriots minus 4.5 looked great, even though it got close. And then I I utilize the very rarely used seven-point teaser, which maybe not very rarely used by the world, but I will only take it out if there's a nine-and-a-half because that's the only spot for it. There's two nine-and-a-halves on the board, so we got out that. We paid a little juice and got the seven-pointer going. And then I don't remember which one. I, oh, yeah, screw the Giants. Defensive touchdown, gadget play. Bleh. Sometimes that old. shit happens. There there was so much trick playing going on this week. This this week of the NFL was bizarre. Uh, the first thing I want to bring up that I think is pretty obvious, and I don't know if you would agree with this or if I have to make my case a little bit, but uh, the the refereeing was a little weird today. Uh, there really this whole week, going back to the Saints Cowboys game, like that Saints Cowboys game was really poorly ref, and a bunch of games today where I thought. You know, they weren't necessarily poorly ref, but the refing had huge consequence on overall scoring. And like in the morning games, it was just a whole slew of unders. And granted, some of them like Indy Jacksonville were no doubt unders. Um, but it felt like there must have been a league memo that went out last week that was like emphasize holding and emphasize offensive pass interference because we haven't really seen those tightly called to this point this season. But for whatever reason today, it was just... And if you had any semblance of old, you know, on a running play, you know, they were going to call it on the offensive line. And there was a, there was a, just a, uh, a gob of those. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. Conspiracy theory on that though. The league, the league wants less running. I'm going to go a different direction with the kids. Throw the the ball more. Yeah, I think I think they just wanted less points. I think they're just trying to have. I think they're just trying to to make defenses matter for to kind of make the the um you know make the playoffs more interesting. Probably who knows? Um, but I, and I, I think they're past the point of re- no return on that. That's there were seventy true. points in the Raiders game. That's a good point. Um, but you know that just in in general, it felt like there must have been some memo that went around that was like emphasized these rules this week because it was called extremely tightly and different than we've seen in a lot of games to this point in the season. And it made a huge difference in some games. I think, uh, you know, that and some turnover fumble luck cost me a couple of, uh, overs I was looking at this morning. Um, but, uh, but made it back with a nice, uh, nice play on Baltimore. The, um, the Pats play was a money. It was money. That was great. Uh, and your teaser, I laughed when I saw that because it would, you have Seattle and, uh, who was the other one? Rams both covered, they're the nine and they both cover their nine and a half in style anyway, <laughs> but you had them teased out to uh, together, which I, I get it. I always get Not a kick out of that because really? it feels like yeah, I feel like happen. that happens to you. I feel like that happens to you more often than uh, most people who are out there teasing, and it's always funny. Um, but uh, either way, congratulations on a good start for you. Uh, obviously, for me, I've I mean, my week was made on Thursday, uh, I hit all those alt unders. In ridiculous fashion, in that Saints, Ooh, in that Saints Cowboys game, I, there there was one guy on the internet that said you didn't. <laughs> that, 
that was bizarre. I, I still don't understand what the hell was going on there. But uh, yeah, no that that one uh, that one sw- you know swath of hits. I don't think I've hit an alt total. That was beauty. That was, yeah, that was a beauty. We haven't really done those for a while. But what was no, the one we did earlier in the year where it just kept going? Uh, the uh, the I can't remember the, the week, over week one Monday Night Football in uh, the in the Jets Lions game was uh was oh, the, yeah, yeah, was yeah, the previous was best that was the previous best um but yeah for all those unders to come through that way in that game where it was crazy because there was a lot of scoring opportunities that did not get uh, fulfilled in that one and i needed every one of them to stay off the scoreboard to get the the uh the lowest total i had hanging there but it paid like 16 uh 16 to 1 or something crazy i don't know i can't even remember at this point my brain's fried i've i did a way too much uh uh, reunion partying this weekend. So uh, sorry for um, a little slow and a little rambly, but uh, uh, we'll let's get into some of the action here. Um, Patriots clearly making their their uh, December um, you know standard kind of we are to be considered in the contest you know in, in you know among the contenders. Uh, this was the kind of game where if they came out and looked flat a second week in a row after looking a little suspect during the Jets, you could start wondering if if the Patriots were out of it this year but I think the way they played against Minnesota really signifies that they are going to be around uh the at least the second week of the playoffs if not uh, the AFC championship game for like the 50th consecutive year I think um so yeah I'm sure uh, we we could have just found for that that segment we could have just found audio from last year and spliced it in. I'm sure we had that exact same conversation. Pretty the much. Patriots look good this week. The offense started to click when they want it, and yeah, yeah, they're going to be a force. Yeah, so we're life. right. They've we're already, still, beat, you know, I mean they've they've already beat the Chiefs. Yeah, Patriots this week. I don't know if you saw this, but they head down to Miami for their annual late season uh, stinker, probably on tap. Uh, you think there's any value in Miami with the eight and a half points? Yeah, I saw that. I'm tempted. Miami, a little sketchy today. Um, unless you bet on that game, I don't feel like a lot of people were watching that, unless you're fans of those teams or had some actions. I didn't watch much of that, but I mean, they, they let Josh Allen have a chance at it right at the end, it looks like. and The, the defense, the defense that was, played. Yeah, that was it. That was in Miami. De- yeah, the Miami defense played pretty hor- horrifically. They they were awful. Even a, I don't know if you saw the very last Buffalo Bills offensive play, but they should have had a touchdown conversion at one. Like it literally, like yeah. it was a, it was a terrible game. Miami was lucky to get the win. I take a loss against the spread because I bet it too early. Uh, anyone who bet the closing line, I think on Miami won a lucky win. Um, but uh, you know the the Miami defense is pretty horrific. They're bad. Uh, and possible that New England goes down there and just shreds. But this is a classic spot where, you know, they tend to yeah, I think we said this. I don't know why. We're, yeah. we're like, New England should go down there, win by 20, but they go down there and lose by four on some late fuckery, and they look like shit the whole game. Gronk gets Gronk tweaks something in the first quarter. He's gone for the rest of the game. Gordon drops a pass. Brady's mad, and they just look discombobulated the whole game. I probably will stay away, but I would. I kind of lean with those points. Yeah, I kind of would too. Forty. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. Total. I wouldn't. I'm not laying nine on the road, even if they have. They looked great against Minnesota, especially at times in the second half when they wanted. It's like you said off air when they wanted to put their foot in the gas. They just went down and scored. Like, hey, we're gonna score on this drive. This is a. This is it. This is one where we score and yeah. we put the game away. 
Like just okay, like not to win hey, these are these are our best. We're gonna use our best plays now. We've been just kind of goofing, goofing until yeah. now. So yeah, yeah, I'd stay away. I'd lean or I'd lean. Uh, where do you think the money comes in? Actually, that's kind of. I think the money's gonna come in on Miami. I really do. I think yeah. there's been it's too it, too much recency bias on the part of the betting public in how poorly New England plays in this spot. And I think people are going to expect this is going to look like the traditional late season in Miami. What the hell was that game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of people. The, yeah, the narrative we just laid out is going to get laid out everywhere. And I think you're probably right. I would agree that this could close down in the neighborhood of seven and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's reasonable. Anyway, you're, 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 and you're probably right. I think I'm going to stay away from this one as well. And I'm certainly not laying points. Um, even as bad as that Miami defense is. Maybe the over is worth a sniff at 48. Uh, but uh, Patriots defense playing with a little swagger, actually, I got to say. They impressed me in the second half against Minnesota. Um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, the uh, the Texans are streaking. Uh, they got their ninth win. Another fucking heartbreaker. I had that over. It comes up seven points short after Cleveland fumbles it at the half-inch line. Second week in a row that a wide receiver running clean for the end zone fumbles it inexplicably at the goal line, uh, taking the seven points that I needed to take my my total over uh, and uh, giving me an, an L instead of a win there. So that was pretty sweet. Um, but the Texans... Didn't watch, uh, yeah, I didn't watch much of that, but I mean, it, it's still the Browns. They're still a team. I, I mean, they're still in transition. They... They have an interim head coach. They have a rookie quarterback. You can't expect a ton of consistency out of them. I saw it was pretty split. I guess it, it's oh. yeah. Um, I was fiddling with the cord and I pulled the I pulled my mic out. Ah. <laughs> okay. Am I back? Yes, you're back. You're back. Yeah. Um, sorry, I fucked up. I'm bad. Where, where, where did I leave off when I pulled get, I pulled the cord out of the back of my? Okay. Give me your take on Give me your take on the Browns. Number one, because I don't know if you noticed this, but they opened as a pick'em against the Panthers next week, uh, and I really don't know what to make of that game. You might have some insight here, uh, but uh, and then we'll talk about the Texans. Texans take on the Colts next week. Some interesting, interesting games to break down here. Uh, but let's start with uh, Cleveland. Baker Mayfield had a rough first half. Uh, overall, the team looked pretty sloppy. Uh, obviously, they just had just popped their, um, you know, their streak of losing road games, go back on the road again, and utterly stink in the first half, which isn't, I guess, totally to be unexpected, but here we are. Then uh, they go back home to take on the slumping Carolina Panthers next week. Got to pick them. You have an early, early lean either way on that? Oh no! Oh no! No, this is a good <laughs> game to not bet. I, think. Cle- I mean, it, Cleveland. Yeah, like I just said, the rookie head coach or rookie rookie quarterback, interim head coach. A lot of nice pieces, but it's still kind of it's early in the game of this this latest rebuild. You can't expect consistency out of this team. Who knows what you're going to get? Going back home, Carolina is still after losing a million straight games. Still not out of the playoff hunt here. I mean, just looking right now, it would be, oh, the Seahawks and Redskins in. But, again, the Panthers are right there. They're going to be in the seven or eight spot as far as uh, the wild card goes. Or, you know, seeding, they'd be right there, a, a spot or two out of the wild card. Like They can't they can't just lay down on the season. So they, they've showed glimpses of a, a decent offense. 
Yeah. Especially yeah. when they were six and two and winning games. It was today was rough. If you had a uh, ticket, this made me very mad because I really, really considered a Tampa Bay ticket and I just couldn't I know, get involved with them. I thought Winston might take a step. I thought Winston might take a step back. It was a bit of mirage. It's not like he was spectacular, but, but yeah, Carolina is heading the wrong way. I'll probably stay away from this one, but I would, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to watch the total. I'm going to see what that does throughout the week. Okay. Yeah. Cause, okay. So I had, I had the over in Tampa Bay, Carolina as well. I regretted it from the whistle that I didn't have. I, I, I basically was like, should I take Tampa Bay or should I take the over? I took the over. Obviously, Tampa Bay was a no doubter and the over was a heartbreaker. So, uh, pretty sweet. Although I can't, I have to have a little bit of, uh, a smile after that game. And the fact that here we are now 12 games into the season and the Panthers are six and six. Uh, which means that their under eight and a half wins is alive. It is alive. If the Browns can somehow put a nail in their season, they are there's. I mean, I, if the Browns get this win, I think that is it because the Panthers finish with. Yeah, like they got to play the Saints. The, yeah, I think the Panthers. Saints, the Falcons, three, Saints. Saints, Falcons, Saints. Right. So the, the, there's. I, I think there's zero likelihood that the Panthers sweep the last three to get nine wins if they lose this game against the Browns. What I'd like to ask you, since this is about a pick do I try to cover some of my enormous outstanding liability with a Panthers money line bet this week? Because they could still come in under on their regular season wins, even if they get the win this week. But I feel like I have a free roll to bet Panthers money line this week because if they lose then that regular season wins under is coming through in spades. Is this making sense? Yeah. And maybe, I mean, maybe we're talking to a very specific audience about this. I'm sure. There's some people that have that exact bet, but I, I mean, in a larger sense though, that it, it, you bring, you bring up a good point to just completely ignore your question and go on a different tangent. That's something you can look to do. If you are sitting on regular season win totals, there's, there's not that many weeks left. You can start to make some guesses on how this is going to go. You can look at, look at headlines. It's not hard. Especially if you keep power ratings, you should be able to put your own together. Let's start kind of putting together some scenarios and what you think these teams are doing. If they're, if their regular season win total is still in doubt. Cause it's like you said, you, it's essentially a free roll hedge you could put on there where you could make a little of your liability back. And yeah, if they end up losing that game outright, which again will be the spread, I think it probably does stay around to pick them. I don't know. Where would you see steam coming in on this? I, I, I think Panthers money is going to come in on this. I think people yeah. think that I think people think the Panthers are still a real team and that Cleveland is total frauds. I would expect that this goes to yeah. minus two, maybe minus two and a half. I, I maybe, maybe, yeah. not, maybe it doesn't steam that much. Maybe this isn't that wildly highly bet game. Uh, but um, I would yeah, it might be Carolina. towards the bottom of the board. But yeah, and if you if you do have any regular season win totals that are still uh, in doubt like that, hit us up. We'll give you an opinion on uh, what we think happens for us this year. I'm more than happy to uh, give some probably wrong opinions on how the rest of the season plays out. Mm, okay. Well, I'll tell you this about Carolina. It's just, it is. I like, and I like what you're doing. It is fun to look at these. It's fun to like, like what you did with Carolina. It's fun to kind of try to put together a scenario like that, where you can hedge off a little. I don't see any other chances this early. Like there'll be a bunch next week and a bunch the following week, 
Um, oh yeah, once we get once we get this, the last two weeks, right? This is the only one that I feel like it is truly, and and plus I have you know, I mean, I'm I'm I have my finger on the pulse of this bet for you know going on 13 weeks now. I've been very tuned into the Panthers and whether they're winning or losing. Um, but uh, you know, the Cam, Cam Newton did not look great today. He obviously was sloppy. He his accuracy was a problem. He's dealing with a shoulder injury that they are not reporting. I am like 99.9% sure of this. And you don't even need to look any farther than who threw the Hail Mary at the on the last play of the game. It wasn't Cam Newton out there trying to throw it 60 yards. And we know a fully healthy Cam Newton can flick it 60 easily. Instead, they tried it at the backup to throw the uh, the Hail Mary at the end of the game there. Um, and overall, just his, his passes were not crisp. His decision-making was, you know, not... You know, especially impressive, I didn't think. And uh, Tampa Bay took advantage of it to, to their credit. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the other uh, half of uh, uh, those two games I laid out there, and uh, that is Indianapolis, who heads to Houston. Uh, Houston on their nine-game win streak. Indianapolis was expected to take care of business on the road against the Jags today. They got shut out. What the hell was that? How, it. They they were they were like setting uh, league leading uh, marks for scoring over the last like four or five weeks, and they get shut out today by the Jags. Uh, it was uh, an impressive showing from the Jags defense. Not, the Indianapolis never looked in sync the whole game. Andrew Luck didn't look like he took any steps backwards necessarily, but he certainly wasn't reading the reading the defense well as he had in previous weeks. His offensive line. Uh, you know, had him under pressure way more often than we've seen in recent weeks. Um, you know, just a all around, you know, impressive performance from the Jags defense who you thought might've, you know, mailed it in after they pulled Bortles and put in Cody Kessler and kind of single that they're giving up on the season. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it was a, it was a tough loss for the luck. Uh, they had to Houston for a rematch of a game that went to overtime. Uh, and uh, was decided because uh, Frank Reich <laughs> went for it on fourth and four in his own territory uh, with like yeah. a minute remaining in overtime. Uh, what do you, you know, is, is this a revenge spot for uh, for the Colts? And I mean, I'm just saying it as a narrative, but, you know, I mean, obviously both teams desperately want to win this game, but like do the Colts bounce back, you think, and have, have a shot in this one as Live does? I think they do. I am not sure what that was today. And uh, I mean that that happens. It's it's hard to explain whether the game plan was just some. Do you, if you guys remember Tecmo Super Bowl, like the first one for Nintendo, yeah, you picked a play as the offense. You had eight plays you could pick, and the, as the defense, you just picked one of those offensive plays that you thought they were going to run. And if you picked the exact same play, if you picked the right, if you guessed right on defense. You like blew them up. If it was a run, it was like a five yard <laughs> loss. If it was a pass and you guessed right, it was always almost always a sack. Like that. Sometimes you just you put together you put together the perfect game plan. And I, I yeah, like I said, it's not like luck luck didn't look like he regressed some some huge regression from where that offense was because that offense had been clicking. I don't know if just maybe Jacksonville picked the right play. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they, they just seem they just seem to have it today. I that was actually in, all in all that was a terrible game. Yeah, yeah, I kind of percent agreed. And uh, let's talk about the last play for real quick. Uh, Houston, I mean Houston, and Houston. What, what are you gonna do though? Bet against Houston right now? That's a stupid thing to do. 
Yeah, certainly not going to make any kind of a thinly veiled promise about uh, losing an appendage if Houston does particularly well in this season. Um, but uh, <laughs> let's, let's, but at the very end of that uh, Colts game, I'm not sure if you saw the last play. It was this is again yeah, kind of goes I back to my that. opening rant about the refs doing some shady shit. Like the, the guy caught it on the sidelines. Jalen Ramsey stuck him, uh, but they fell out of bounds together and the ref immediately ran to the spot and gave the wind the clock signal, meaning like that Ramsey had stopped him in bounds. And I, I, I was like in disbelief, like somebody's going to correct this. Right. And no, everybody in the Jags sidelines starts celebrating. There's go to live shots of Tom Coughlin, who somehow is getting credit for this win on the broadcast. It was absolutely obnoxious the way the broadcast went down, by the way. Um, but, they, you know, they're like, oh, nope, game over, game over. No, no, no way to, to fix this. And I, it, do you understand the rules here? Am I missing something pretty obvious? Um, like, I mean, if you go, if you, I, I'd have to read up on the rules, but like, I know, like, if, if you're running, you can't start running backwards to like get out of bounds to stop the clock. You have to still be uh, trying to advance the ball. So I don't know what, what happens like if you're going sideways or if they say, you know, forward progress had been halted and then you go out of bounds. I'll have to look in the, I'll call, I'm going to call Pereira. Yeah. Or Brian, I mean, you know, it's see from, what's from, on this. from, from, I, yeah, I couldn't tell you. Sometimes it, I've been yeah. wrong on rules before. Yeah. But, okay. So hey, we'll see. The, you, you know, you, I think you just nailed all those correctly. And from my perspective, watching it live, I felt like, yeah, he stopped his progress at the point of contact, but he fell f- forward and out of bounds. Like it wasn't like he went backwards and out of bounds. And like, yeah, that was just the end of a stopped, you know, stopped cold in the field of play tackle. So, it, you know, it felt like it was poorly officiated. It felt like the Colts should have had, uh, one last play to try to score the game winning touchdown. Um, and it was pretty, it's going to be pretty impactful for their playoff chances. And if that, you know, if, if it was a pretty bang, bang, poor call that cost them their chance there, that that's going to suck for the Colts. And, um, you know, it's this line, Tennessee, I'm sorry, uh, Houston minus four at home against the Colts, implying that the Texans are about a point better power ratings wise. Is that, does that jive? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And, and maybe it doesn't give Houston enough credit. We've been kind of, oh, maybe a little down on them during this win streak, saying they're a bit of a pretender. But it, it, it's almost like in, in the college ranks, you know, with no, people shitting on Notre Dame. It's like, wow, they still won every game. You still have to go out there. I mean, ask the Colts today or ask the, the, Saint, the Saints on Thursday. Yeah. You know, it's just that easy, because you you're it. better. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you're better than a team doesn't mean you can just show up and win. Like right. Houston is coming to the ballpark, getting it done every single week for like the last two months. So you got to give them some credit for that. Just putting a game plan together. You know, it's not like they're blowing blowing people up, but they're winning every week for mm-hmm. two months. It's mm-hmm. super tough to do, and you got to give them you got to give them some benefit uh, benefit of the doubt there. As far as if you're going to call these team two teams neutral. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, equal on a neutral field. Uh, you know, luck, luck, luck has been great, but the, the Colts have been a lot more inconsistent. Okay. I, I appreciate talking this through through this because the reason I wanted to talk through this is because I think the Colts win this game. Um, I I am almost certainly going to wait for a money line uh, and grab some. I'm probably going to take some four plus four as well. Um, maybe even sell down to plus three and a half. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a very competitive game. 
I think the Colts have improved more since their last uh, meeting than the Texans. Both teams have improved, but I feel like more improvement has been made on the side of the Colts, in particular their, their offense. Um, and uh, if their offensive line for Indy is remotely healthy in this one, they should be able to neutralize the Texans. Uh, the te- is the Texans' third straight game at home, and they cover the first two? This might be a nice spot yeah. where you you have a team that's at home that's fat and happy, which, by the way, applies to Dallas coming up later. But we got we, that one's going to be interesting to talk about. Uh, let's hold off for a second. Uh, and I agree with you. Like um, we were waiting and waiting and waiting for you know. We, I expected the Saints to have a letdown a lot sooner than they finally did. Uh, we were waiting and waiting and waiting for the Texans to have a letdown. They just keep trucking along. Uh, and uh, kind of been waiting for the Bears to have a letdown, and it finally happened today. Did you catch any of that Bears-Giants game? Yeah, I did. Non-stop gadget trick plays, weirdness, and I I was uh, hesitant to do this, but I almost pulled the trigger on a tweet as it went to overtime. Is there a quarterback controversy in Chicago? Um, I don't know the Mr. <laughs> Trubisky. That wasn't that last drive though. That was pretty nice. I, I know. I, I, uh, I don't know that Mitch Trubisky is bringing you back from a 10 point deficit on the road to have a game tying situation. Um, and, uh, okay. And so, and now I have, now I have like four jumping off points for this. And I, I'm obviously I've been doing too, too many substances this weekend. So my head is a little scattered, but like, it was crazy as hell that uh, that the Giants didn't take more time off the clock when they got the fumble. Miraculous! They pinned them on the goal line. They got a miraculous fumble. Two minutes left. You think they they kill this the game? The game is over. I had an under ticket, so I was like, "Whoa, this thing is still live. This is crazy." But it ended up not even coming. You know, the the, the over was an easy make uh, because the giant. You know, the Bears went right down the field. Got you know, down ten, right down the field, got a field goal. Uh, down seven, right down the field, score a touchdown as time expires. Was that the right time to go for two and end the game? Being on the road in that situation and having all the momentum at that point. It's it's hilarious. I like we didn't even talk about this when we talked a little pregame here or pre-podcast, but like as that unfolded, I thought so. Like I'm I like, thought so too. I was like, you should have got the I'm like, like, I'm like, you're gonna lose like, now. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, you're I'm it just felt like getting a comeback with him. Yes. Uh, yeah. and granted, you know, the Giants, the Giants, it's you're not playing the 27 Yankees here. This is the Giants right now. Yeah. But it's still that was a nice comeback, and you're playing with house money. I think the odds of uh, maybe the math guys will get us on this, but like the the odds of winning in overtime with Chase Daniels is that yeah equal to road. or less than than the the two point conversion play you pull out. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's probably about a horse apiece. I'd I'd just I'd put all my, I'd push them all in right there. Yeah, here's here's why here, here's here's why I here's why I wanted them to do it. Number one, you're right. You were playing with house money. Like it was a miraculous comeback. You got a freaking onside kick for crying out loud. Like it was it was yep. miraculous. And in, in uh, today's age, getting an onside kick is like it's so hard. I mean, the odd, yeah, it's very hard with the new rule changes. I wasn't even watching. I had switched my feed because I was like, okay, they got the field goal. Now they're going to not get the onside kick and it's going to be over. And then I look up and I'm like, holy shit, they're on the Giants 40. Um, But like, but 
the um, couple other notes I had from this, uh, Nagy's playbook is freaking lit, man. He has some amazing plays, especially in the goal line situations. They trotted out a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, at first, when they ran Akeem uh, Hicks, uh, the defensive tackle, they gave him a goal line tote uh, in the first half. We got a fat guy touchdown to go 14-7, and I was like, all right, let's not get too cute here, Bears. Uh, but it was actually a nice look. Like I watched them play a couple times. They're like, that's a nice play design. And then, and then uh, to get the, uh, the, the play to get the touchdown to Cohen throwing the pass was, it was just a damn slick play. Um, and you know, Chase Daniels in there is the playbook a little bit more op- wide open. Can you, can you do more? <laughs> it's I, weird. Who knows? Yeah, I and so I it, was. It I, is a little different. I don't know, and I, I uh, something and, we missed early. Then I just all right, and I want to go back ten steps here, and just put an opinion out on the Vikings. Uh, uh, okay, because I was going to ask Patriots. you. I was going to ask you this next. Okay, because right, I, so I was going to come back. Hundred next. But go ahead. Yeah. What, what were you going to ask? I was just going to say it's is, probably not. Why I was just going to ask you if, if you still think that the Vikings have any life in the NFC North. Oh yeah, no, they they don't have. Well, everybody lost. The whole NFC North lost today. So status quo. It's like the week didn't happen. It's a it's a wash. Yeah, there's they still have life. They 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 can absolutely. I mean, you've seen what the Bears are. The Bears are good, but they're not great. So it kind of goes for the Vikings too. Like the, they're kind of the same team. The Bears have just got a couple more wins. I, yeah. I don't think there's a huge difference between the two. The Packers are dead, so it's a two horse race. And yeah, we'll see. I I really flip a coin on that i'd give the bears the advantage because they're ahead but my take was regarding the chung you can't see the air quotes injury on that fourth down play yeah okay one hundred thousand percent he faked an injury yes to to get them time and i have zero problem with that (laughs) because it's classic i mean that's classic like there's no rule against it unless they put rules in where and how and you couldn't be like oh we you know we know you weren't hurt there's no way to know so the it's just gamesmanship I like that sort of stuff granted you know I'm a little of both I'm a Vikings fan but I did bet on the I did bet on the Patriots today and I ended up losing that challenge which is hilarious and it's all yes, right. but yeah, yeah if you if you have the wherewithal as a coaching staff and a team because you can't know how that play was gonna you can't know that oh that's gonna be a play we're going to probably challenge this play. It could have been a six yard rip. So you have to go into that play knowing like, if it's really close, we need a linebacker to fall down so we yeah. can look at it and see if we want to challenge it. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're putting that much thought process in, if you're putting that much detail oriented into the minutia of the game like that, good for you. Yeah. Like that's, that actually I'm impressed. So I just, <laughs> I seen that was just scrolling Twitter while you're talking. And I forget, I remembered that. Yeah, no, I, and I think, but I, but I think it's a decent corollary though. Back to the Bears. It speaks volumes about how a team how a team is run, right? And I think, but I think you, I could even go back to I have to reassess a little bit what I think the ceiling for the Bears is. Well, on one hand, Mitch Trubisky might be a bigger problem than I had realized, but on the other hand, Matt Nagy might be a better coach than I had realized. Like some of the, like every time they needed something absolutely had to have it they had to play for it at the end of that game and that comeback and it was impressive <laughs> even in overtime 
the fourth down conversions they had were impressive. And, you know, I guess, I guess this is just, you know, Chase Daniels is a good backup. That's fine. You got to stick with Trubisky. This is a lot of this is a nonsense conversation because, you know, he's, and I he's think this is like a bonus, so bonus year for the Bears. Yeah, this is a bonus year. Like the Bears yep. weren't supposed to be great. Like, this is, they're just ahead of schedule. Yeah. Yep. We talked about the Browns. I mean, Trubisky's not a rookie, but Trubisky has, he didn't play all that much in college. Like, he has less experience than Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a rookie head, you know, a rookie head coach, pretty much a rookie quarterback. You got a lot, a lot of young pieces there. Like this mm-hmm. is this is a team where you can't expect a ton of consistency either. And I, I think uh, you probably do have a bright future with Nagy. Okay, so Nagy and company host uh, the Rams this week. Did you see that Sunday Night Football mm-hmm. this week is Rams at Chicago? Um, Rams today, I thought looked fine. Uh, they they looked a little snoozy in the first half of that one. Like uh, the early start yeah. didn't do them many favors. The Thanksgiving weekend didn't do them many favors. Uh, you know the buy over Thanksgiving, they they definitely looked like they yeah. came out a little a little uh, lethargic. Um, and you know then they exploded in the second half and they put away you know they put away the Lions when they needed to. So not you know and the defense actually I thought played pretty decently. Uh, they head to Chicago now. Uh, we see this thing open up at Rams minus three and a half. Man, what can Chicago do to keep up with this? It does. It does. What is Chicago doing to keep up with this Rams team? Because this is like all universe offense meets, you know, the best iteration of defense that we have going, I guess, in the NFL NFL right now or among the top five for sure. Um, You know, do the Bears have anything to slow the Rams down? Or is this a matter of, wow, I guess the Bears – still have another year let me i don't have this line surprised me a little i guess did you expect like six Uh, four and a half five yeah i want to dig into this a little more i think let's dive harder into this one on thursday because i'm really and also you don't know who's going to start a quarterback at this point and also it's going to be does it matter yeah Yeah, it'll be be trubisky Trubisky. but also does it does it matter I don't think it'll matter to the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there going to be weather in Chicago? Wouldn't it be cool if it was snowing on Sunday night? I don't want to get my hopes up now. Zero uh, percent chance of precipitation. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It's snowed so much here today. <laughs> the kids I'm are jacked. I'm laughing Dallas. at you. Yeah. No, it's um, like a foot of fucking snow today. Okay. All right. Well, we'll hold our we'll hold our breath then on. Um, on Ram Chicago uh, uh, until uh, um, until the the major pod this week. Uh, how about your Vikings? Are they going to bounce back in Seattle, or does Seattle uh, put does they do they put the the Vikes out of their misery? Because the Vikes Vikes Boy, lose this game. Is that a sell, sell high by yeah. low? All that. Yeah. This is a good spot to back Minnesota. I think. Yeah. Especially, I mean, it is on the road, but saying they're even, I feel like it should be more of a pick a minus one. I think Minnesota's probably a little bit of an edge here. I think this is a good matchup. I, I'm going to look into this a little more before we get into it, but I'm leaning Minnesota early. That's next Monday. How about this Monday? This Monday, we got uh, the Redskins playing the Eagles. Um, and interestingly enough, and we'll mention this before we're getting into the Monday Night Pod, but the Eagles are on Monday Night Football this week. Uh, and next week they play the Cowboys who were on Thursday night football. And so you have a yes. huge rest, huge rest disadvantage. 
The books caught on to it though. Did you see they opened Dallas minus four? Yeah, Dallas minus four. Yeah, Dallas's third game in, a row that at line home. in the offseason. If they showed you that, that'd be hilarious. Uh, it wasn't that far off, I don't think, actually. I no, think, I, I, but it, I think it's it was Philly minus. It was, I think I want, I, I'm pretty sure it was Philly minus one, was the preseason yeah. look at. Um, so it's about a five point swing, which is a lot. Uh, but, uh, but you're right. It's, it's a, and this is again, Not 17. No, no. Dallas's third week in a row at home. Uh, coming off of that ridiculously impressive, you know, be- beating the Saints, they probably, that's probably too long of a line. I think the Eagles probably stay inside mm-hmm. that number. Uh, e- even though you have this huge rest disadvantage of play, I'm, I'm going to think hard about backing the Eagles in that spot or maybe look for an under. We'll see. Um, let's talk about the, uh, the Monday night game where we both agreed one week ago today as we were recording our, uh, our week 13 primer. Uh, this is an overspot. The Washington Redskins defense has taken enormous steps backwards from the solid play we saw from them earlier this season. The Philadelphia secondary is trotting out guys who were down, you know, manning the registers at the local Wawa uh, and now are out playing there. for the, <laughs> the Iowa Barnstormers last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Frankfurt Galaxy. Exactly. They uh, they're they're pulling they're pulling anyone any any warm body out onto the field to play defense. We were both in on this at forty three and a half, I believe. It's up to forty five. I still think it's yep. a pretty good overlook. I still think there's going to be pack passing in this one with reckless abandon. You're going to see scoring opportunities for both teams, even though Colt McCoy is in as New a York should have scored fifty points on them last week. They like, should have. If 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 Washington can figure out. What New York should have figured out, if, if they're two IQ points higher in that coaching booth for that OC, then yes, Washington will put up 24, 27 points, and I think that over is going to be well within reach. Yeah, a couple notes to uh, to point out. Chris Thompson, the scat-back running back who kind of does a ton of balance with uh, Peters, Adrian Peterson, is going to be back. I think that's really helpful for Washington. Uh, Trent Williams also active. Uh, that's going to help them out a lot, especially neutralizing the last remaining strength of the Eagles' defense on their D line. Um, on the other side of the ball, I think with this much time to prepare, you're going to see a really, you know, you should see a really solid performance from Wentz here. Uh, the coverage schemes mm-hmm. that the that the Redskins run play right into Wentz's abilities, uh, and you should see some really nice kind of deep to intermediate passing, you know, passing success. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles in this one, um, alt over. Are we going to tickle some alt overs? You think it kind of feels like the right spot, right? Why not? Let's get let's get after it tomorrow. It'll what's be a fun your, thing to do tomorrow. What what? Uh, I guess the only the only way this stays care. under. The only way this stays under, in my opinion, is if the Redskins can somehow get a two score lead and can eat clock with the running game. Uh, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. I think Philly's going to answer anytime the Redskins score and vice versa. Um, and you can see some turnovers. Colt McCoy can turn over the ball, uh, even against the terrible secondary. He can throw picks. Um, so what what do you think the score? What, what's your prediction for final score here? Holds. I mean, it's like 35-28. That feels oh, right. It's easy nice. enough. That's really nice. That's really nice. 30, 34-28. I'm going to go with some different numbers, not all touchdowns. I'm going to miss some extra points in there too. Okay. Um, I'll go, I'll oh, go. Little side note for the game. That... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, I'm going to go 33-27. So I'm looking for 60 points in this one, and I'll bet alt overs up to 59 and a half, probably. Um, okay. I'll bet over that. Just yeah. little side Takes. note for the game that's happening right now. Philip Rivers, once again, has impregnated his wife. Oh, no way. Are you serious? So I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about your Chargers ticket. Oh, boy. That's huge. Uh, yeah, any, uh, I haven't, I haven't been watching cause I've been focusing so diligently on this podcast. Uh, what, what's, what, what was uh, it? Marched down, missed a field goal. Oh, those assholes. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, let's, I, I should have guessed that. Uh, okay. Um, I should have had, I should, I should have, uh, should have pretended to be an Oracle there and say, I think the first drive will go down in this field goal. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Good stuff. Uh, there's a lot of games we didn't cover that we'll get stuff. to on the uh, on the longer pot, and uh, I'll talk the to you next time. The deepest of dives. The deepest of dives. Yep. Yeah, we got we got some great ones this week. We didn't talk about Baltimore, Kansas. It's City. actually oh, it is actually a good solid week. You know, it's not and, uh, good. A little it's Thursday's game. Maybe maybe a side oh. note. No, no. But yeah. even though some of the games were shitty stinkers, it was nice having four games at, at the late the late slate. I love oh, that. Totally. Having totally. Oh man, when there's like two, oh, it's the grossest. Especially red zone. It's like, well, they're both at halftime, or oh, nothing's happening. So we're going to show you the Raiders punting here. <laughs> Yo, it, uh, is nice. yes. it, is, it is nice having four it games. Like, I still it think is. they should even it up a little more. It is. I think you should always have three or four games late. But all right, let's uh, Yo, yeah, speak, let's re- reconvene of- for halftime, and we'll talk again later this week. Okay, real quick before I call this. Speaking oh, okay. of stinkers, did you see that the Jets with their undecided at quarterback are laying nine points on the road in Buffalo? The fuck? <laughs> what? What is that about? What? That means you shouldn't bet that game. No, but why Why in the hell is the line minus nine to the Jets? That's a mistake, right? Huh. Look at that one. Well... Who's who put that out there? Bookmaker. It's up. It's allegedly it's up at Chris. It's up at the uh, Westgate. Uh, oh, it's see, up at I'm seeing. Bookmaker? I'm, I'm seeing five dimes is laying minus three and a half for the Bills. That that now that sounds more reasonable. Even, uh, but gonna, yeah. Look, okay. All right. Well, all right, all right. I mean, this, this is, has got to be. By the time you guys listen to this, this will be correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's got to be a mistake. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, good. It's a mistake. I feel better now. I'm opening right, up Bookmaker right. in five times as we speak. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? All right. Good. What the hell? Oh, Pittsburgh got a touchdown. Okay. Well, Chargers are already in trouble. Shit, man. Yeah. All right. Well, 46 yard completion to to uh, Brown will do that too. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk at halftime. Uh, good luck, Chargers, and uh, I will talk to you in a few. San Diego Superchargers.